anime characters are some of the most tolerant characters you'll ever see in, in anything. If I was to accidentally touch a girl's boob, and she was to punch me hard enough that I fly into the sky and twinkle, I'm done. heard the theme song Stand Proud from the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders by the artist Jean Hashimoto and you're listening to the 223rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Chiaki, what, what might our mission be? To make your anime addiction worse. Well, thank you, Chiaki. And you're welcome. Wait, where's Cram? <gasps> Cram's not here, but someone else is we do have a special guest to whom I, whom I will introduce in a moment but first you can find us at our website www.aaapodcast.com so come check out the website which we're actually on a new hosting service right now we are so we said peace out to the old crappy hosting service hopefully there will be less and less and less website errors yeah less errors is always good we know it's broken. It's been broken. We're sorry. We're also on iTunes, so come check us out on there. I think that's probably where most of you listen. But uh, if you write us a five-star review, we will read it for you on the on the podcast. And, of course, Facebook and Ustream, where you can find all of our uh, crazy pictures from Japan that we post every week. And live every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ustream.tv. So come check us out. Yeah. Be part of the chat, interact, have fun, and... Uh, Speaking of the chat, hello to everybody that's watching live. It's good to have you. I uh, always love having a live audience to talk to while we do this. It makes it a lot of fun. But um, in Cram's absence, we have uh, acquired a super special guest. We have with us Amaro from antivision.org. So say hello, Amaro. Hey, everybody. What's going on? It's good to have you on the podcast. Finally, I've, uh, I, I'm, I'm very glad to be here. Uh, it's been a long time coming. It's and the, that's uh, true. I, I I I was being I was getting very anxious for uh, for our discussion on a certain show, which we are actually not going to be talking about tonight. We were gonna we we were gonna do Kill a Kill, um, but when I but when I found out that Cram wouldn't actually be able to do the review, he had a fit because he loves that anime, and so he demanded that I change the review for today. I wouldn't call it a fit, Mitsuki. Okay, not that's, a fit. That's kind of not, not a fit. Okay, not a fit. Cram respective, respectfully requested 
that that is much more appropriate to what actually yeah. happened. So we're we're gonna do a different anime. Cram actually had to work today, even though it's a Saturday. So, but um, yeah, I have been on Antivision a few times, so I think we owe you this and a couple more Amaro. So, uh, <laughs> I'd I'd be glad to be back anytime. And speaking of Antivision, this is the time when you uh. When you plug your when you plug your podcast, and Amaro, can you tell me what is Anavision? What is Why Anivision? do I care? Yeah, what is it? Anavision started out as a little uh, high school club with a couple of friends, and it basically turned into a podcast where we discuss video games and anime. So basically, all the things we like to uh, you know like to do in our free time. So we've got Anavision.org. That's the main website. You can go there to find all our. Uh, uh, older podcast episodes. We're getting close to our 200th episode now, so we've been doing this oh. for a little while. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we do every uh, every new anime season, we do a preview for all the shows that are coming out. We do a written preview and then a special episode where we talk about the first episodes of uh, every show that's airing. So go check that out. Um, other than that, you can find us on all the uh, usual social places like Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus, even though nobody uses that. Except <laughs> but, for uh, Google employees. Don't forget <laughs> the Google employees. Yeah, if you, if you have a Gmail account, you also have a, a Google Plus account. So go check us out there. Uh, but yeah, that's everything. And um, I will say that Anyvision is one of only two anime podcasts that I actually listen to. So I Mitsugi was talking about your, your spring preview yeah. recently. Yeah, we're going to be starting our impressions next week, so it was fun listening to to what you guys thought about all the animes when they come out, and I do agree. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is awesome. That makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just so manly. I, I love it. I, anyway. I have a question for you, Amaro. Are you still in high school? No. Is that I, personal? Uh... I'm sorry. Wow, you're like way off. <laughs> what do you I, mean, I, way I, off? I, he said I, it started as a high school old. club. <laughs> oh, oh that that's just how long we've been doing this okay okay that's... but uh yeah i i am 25 years old and i'm actually the youngest out of the uh the four of us <laughs> heck one of us has a kid so and, and we give him crap about that all the time that would be XCOM. it's uh so you know he he's uh, <laughs> he's frequently absent so we're like uh, he he never has any kind of conviction except towards his family and child and stuff <laughs> how dare he <laughs> sorry sorry i just it always makes me feel really old anyway <laughs> so someone's like i'm in high school and i'm like oh god i haven't been there in a long time so just one more time everybody <laughs> yeah. go check out anyvision.org if you don't go check out anyvision.org you might be cast into anime hell along with the moe girls and uh burning plastic pvc figures so you don't want that to happen so go, so go check out that website anyway friends don't let friends not check out anyvision.org yeah. uh we have new forum members so th- welcome to tall claren Pop Art, Loenger, Seven Drunk Monkey with a Smiley Face, uh, Dr. Eggman Spider, Arvis, Machine Gun, Penguin, and Finality. And uh, I'm going to go with Dr. Eggman Spider because I think that maybe that's somewhat of a reference to Sonic the Hedgehog, and I happen to like Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm going to go with Seven Drunk Monkey as my name of the week because I like monkeys. Oh, interesting. Uh, do you have a name of the week, Amaro, or should we move on? I'm going to go with Pop-Art because it kind of sounds like Pop-Tart, and I'm a little hungry right now. Oh, oh don't even. Oh, God. Now you've now you done it. Oh, God, Pop-Tarts. Okay. Uh. So I'm going to save us from this. So we had trivia, and one of the perhaps the easiest trivia questions we've ever had on the podcast 
we had 27 correct answers on the forum, and the answer was Naruto. Kiba. It was Kiba from Naruto. The current theme is characters with fangs. So Kiba is like the, like the wolf guy, I guess. And he has a fang, so... Anyway, correct answers were Astrophysics, Reiji, Opai for Senpai, The Count, Shake a Spear, Oni Andy, Icy Rose, Al Dune, Roxy Pluto, Takura 77, Bob Bob 101, Yotaro Vegeta, Chapter 9, Fox Stole My Onions, Sindar, Tinfoil, Charmanderson Cooper, Manly Mudkip, Padalite, Bobo 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 Go, The Great Nagao, Rekka, Raikosen, Dr. Tenma, Funk Gun, Machine Gun Penguin, and Is No Try. So, wow. I told you I made it easier, Mitsuki. It was really easy. And the winner for the week was Tinned Foil. So, great job. You have been entered into a drawing for for fantastic prizes. So, wish you the best of luck. Luck on that one. So, the uh, the next trivia question is up. So, if you wish to go take on what I think is a slightly more difficult question, you can go to the website and uh, play the trivia. It's down along the right side. So It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Mailbag. Bag, bag. It's mailbag time. So, um, also, before we do the mailbag, I want to say that we are really, really behind on really mailbags. Behind. And, um, you know, we only do two to three mailbags an episode, and... There's almost, I guess, always more than the more than that every week. So we're like 50 mailbags behind, <laughs> and there is a mailbag roundup episode coming. So in the next, sometime in the next month, we'll probably just plow through all the mailbags, and finally get, let let you guys have your crush, your questions answered. And I apologize that we're so behind. If you want to submit a mailbag, you can do so on the main page www.aaapodcast.com. There's a tab called mailbag. It's brain surgery. You click it, and you type things. Brain surgery while doing rocket science. It's brain surgery, yeah. Um, first mailbag question is by Loenger. Who would like to read the first mailbag? I guess, Amaro, would you like to read it? Sure thing. Loenger says, Hi, I would like to thank all of the staff for such entertaining content. I've been listening to the podcast for a month now. Couldn't find a non-cancerous slash decent regular podcast on my native language, which is Portuguese, by the way. Now, for the question, why is there so few good, good quality fantasy anime compared to other genres? Wow. Hmm. Are there actually a large number of Portuguese anime podcasts? I don't speak. Well, po- I, s- I, I can't say I've looked for them. Yeah, I, I see, you know, translations into Portuguese a lot. Um, I, I've... I have come across a plenty of hentai translated <laughs> into Portuguese. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, I'd imagine. I'd imagine there's a uh, there's an audience. <laughs> Speaking of hentai, I actually just finished recording a hentai episode with Roko. So this is actually my second podcast of the morning, and um, where we discussed the Mimi Kaki, where I went and had a girl pick wax out of my ears with a pick. So you want to go listen to that on the hentai episode twenty eight. Um, to answer this question, I think the reason why we don't see a lot of fantasy is um, two reasons. One, the first reason is fantasy had its kind of heyday in like the 80s, maybe kind of early 90s. And and I mean that for a bunch of mediums. I don't mean just just anime. I mean, if you look at cinema and 
things like that. You know, 1980s fantasy movies were were popular. It was popular to have those like wizard movies and things like that and the really corny corniness. But I think that, you know, today that's just kind of not it's not it's not in not in style. In style. Not in season. Do. Not in season. What? But of course it'll come around again, but I think that that the other reason is is that to tell a good fantasy story, you really have to have a good story, and you have to build a world. Uh, what, what? Where are you going with that? Well, I was just saying you have to build a world to have a fantasy. Are you suggesting that animes don't have good stories? I'm saying that it's a lot easier to start a story in a pre-constructed world that everyone knows rather than building your own. What do you think about this, Amaro? Do you have an opinion on fantasy anime? Yeah, I've I've seen quite a few uh, in recent times, and uh, one that really stood out to me was oh my god, I'm gonna mess this up. Uh, Outbreak Company, that's what it was. Uh, I, I like that because it was uh, set in a fantasy world, but it kind of took it in a in a different way. You know, you had your typical uh, guy gets transported to a fantasy world, and but but the way they kind of played around with that typical uh, setup was kind of interesting. Now, if you want a really good fantasy story you need to absolutely watch record of the lotus war now like chiaki said this is you know way older this is back from uh the early 90s uh, maybe i think so you know it's 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 definitely pre you know uh pre-2000s it's got old uh cell animation and it looks gorgeous it absolutely it's absolutely a classic um i'd also recommend for the mecha fans out there which of course i am a huge mecha fan uh the vision of Escaflone. Yeah. The movie was all right, but the the TV series is definitely where it's at. Uh, it's actually one that I own on on DVD and really love that one. So I actually have a list of quote unquote good fantasy anime here that I wrote down, and right at the top of that list is Vision of Escaflone, um, because I love that anime. It's fantastic. I, pretty much everything about it is great. I also wrote down uh, Moribito, Guardian of the Sacred Spirit. Spice and Wolf has some fantasy. Full Metal Alchemist, t- Attack on Titan, which everybody's probably already seen. Uh, Uta, why did you do Mono? I don't think I'd call Attack on Titan fantasy. Uh, you don't think giant like monster titans are fantasy? I'd call it. I'd call it post apocalyptic dystopia, which is really popular oh, right big now. Big words. Look out. I use twenty-five set words. I look them up in the dictionary. Probably the most. <laughs> The most fantasy of any of these is the Twelve Kingdoms, which is high, very high fantasy. Um, and I wrote down more recently, uh, Log Horizon and Noragami are definitely fantasy. I think maybe not, maybe not high fantasy, but there are fantasy elements. I think if I had to pick a show that I watched recently that had fantasy elements, maybe Go Sick. That had fantasy, though. That was more fairy tale. I almost feel like than true fantasy. Oh. High fantasy, you just don't get it's that tough. much anymore. It's tough. There are some suggestions from the chat. We've got uh, Accent- uh, Rainbow Warrior suggests the eccentric family, which Cram uh, loved. Yeah. And it was nominated for Best Anime of the Year mm. in the Anime Oscars. And also, Chapter Nine suggested Berserk. Which yeah, Berserk's. Yeah, I would say Berserk. Fantasy, is fantasy. I guess. Yeah, fantasy. Uh, also, Tears to Tiara is a fantasy anime. Anyway, we're run- we're running really long here, so I will- I'm gonna move us on to the next mailbag question here. Um, seven drunk, seven drunk monkeys. Oh, my name of the week. Monkey on and I can't, I can't read that. It's not a word. Seven drunk monkeys writes, top of the morning, me old shaguras with a diddly idly do. Wow, you really are drunk. 
I was wondering what all what you all thought of the an of anime remakes. For example, Hunter x Hunter the original compared to the 2012 remake, or Kasharin Sins compared with original Kasharin anime. What makes a good reboot slash remake and what doesn't? And then he says, and I apologize for the madness that this is, I, I don't know. Uh, so, until the day that Liam Neeson's cock crushes, crushes the moe trop under its girth, make mine an anime, an AAA podcast, actually know that actually sounds good, like idea, hopefully it starts with recently, my sister is unusual. Was that English? I don't know, He's but I think that might have been one of the best things I've ever read in my I heard, life. I heard, actually, I read it, okay? I, um, I didn't read it with my eyeballs. Okay, and um, <laughs> all that I remember about that was Liam Neeson's <laughs> cock crushing crushing, something. Moe. crushing Moe girls. I agree. You should you should make that a prayer. You should make that an official prayer of the church in Church of Meetsigi. I will, I'll, I'll put it up for debate at the next uh, church meeting. Um, anime remakes, just throw my two cents out here and then you guys can weigh in. I, uh, I, I like it when additional content is added in, into a remake. For example, I know that the JoJo original OVA has going to contain a hell of a lot less content than this new season will, um, which I'm happy about. Also, I think if there's a really big gap in time, it can take advantage of new technology that's come out, so I just don't see the point in having an anime and then making a remake just a couple years later. I'd rather it be a longer period of time. Maybe people will have forgotten about the original, or you could uh, do more things with uh, more technology, but I'm okay with remakes. I think I think remake good remakes in anime are good re- like good remakes in anything video games, TV, uh, movies. If a good remake adds something to the franchise, um, a bad remake is just we're just gonna do it just to make some more money. I think a really good example of a good remake is Dragon Ball Kai. I think Dragon Ball Kai does a good job because it is adding something by really streamlining the series and making it more concise and making it better than what it was while still being true to the original source material. Including giving people a reason to make lots of new uh, figures of things that I want to buy, but they're too expensive and I can't afford them. Yes. What do you think, Amaro? How do you feel about remakes? I'm for them. Uh, It's kind of the same way I feel about like video game uh, remakes. A really good example is Full Metal Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's a mouthful. Mm. Um, Because the the first season was was good. It wasn't bad uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but it kind of went in its own direction towards the end of the series and kind of did an anime original ending. And I think Brotherhood was sort of necessary to kind of get the the real ending quote unquote but what you really end up with is two distinct anime that you know can be enjoyed on their own uh so it's kind of like two different versions of the same story one that kind of had me a little worried was uh, Gundam the Origin which was just recently announced because the the manga that it's being adapted from is basically a, a retelling of the original TV series right so you know we already had the original TV series and it might be old but it could be a little boring to kind of just retread the you know that same old material but from what they're saying is that the the movies are actually going to be based off the uh content that wasn't in the original series but was in the origin manga so i think that's actually really great because it touches on a lot of backstory that you know actually fleshes out the characters a lot more so that that kind of uh remake uh if you will is actually really you know that's up my alley 
You do love your Gundam, don't you, Amaro? I love Gundam. Are you exci- <laughs> are you excited about the new Gundam and Macross animes? Um, the Macross one, yes, but not quite as much as uh, uh, Gundam. I I have a confession to make. I still haven't finished watching Macross Frontier. <gasps> uh, <laughs> oh, you mean you you don't know who which of the two girls was chosen? I know I know exactly who was chosen. Just, it was the Sky. Just a, <laughs> just a hint. It was neither of them, or both of them. I don't know. Anyway, okay, um, great. <laughs> but yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to all the new Gundam stuff that was announced uh, earlier. Okay, so we're we're kind of running a little long, so I'm going to uh, do my job and move us towards the uh, the first anime news break, so we can so we can so we can rest our throats a little bit. But we do have a poll question for the chat to uh, feast upon. What do you think about the AAA podcast's new potential theme song? It's available for voting at, at the main website, aaapodcast.com. Right on the right sidebar. Yeah, the options are, it's great, woo! Woo! It's pretty good, mm. it's good, but I'd rather hear anime theme songs, it's bad, or this is some of the worst shit I've ever heard, my ears, they bleed. That's okay if that's how you feel, we want to know. And we'll be back with the results from that poll after we hear the news break. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, this is Mitsugi, and this is your first anime news break. First up, a bit of video game news. Sony has announced on Wednesday that it plans to sell all of its 9.52 million shares worth of the video game company Square Enix Holdings. It will sell these shares to Nico Securities Inc. Why Sony desires to sell these shares is unknown, but they do expect to collect a slight profit from the sale. Next, we have an update with some more information about the upcoming Ghibli film, When Marnie Was There, or Omoide no Mani. It seems that Ghibli is planning to cast two lead female characters and an all-English theme song for the first time in the company's history. 16-year-old actress Sara Takatsuki from Otemen GTO Daily Lives of High School Boys and 21-year-old actress Kasumi Adimura of Amachan, Hagane no Onna, Clover, and others are going to star together in the Ghibli film which is going to be airing this next summer. Also, American musical artist Priscilla Ann is contributing the theme song Fine on the Outside, a song she wrote when she was in high school. Next up, some movie news. The official website for the upcoming Uchu Kyodai, or Space Brothers movie, revealed some of the key visuals and plot points from the film this Tuesday. It was revealed that the character Brian J, an integral character in the Space Brothers television anime series will play a very important role in this film as well. It will depict for the first time the quote-unquote true reason and the starting point behind Muta and Hibito's goal for going to space. The film is going to give more details on other members of the Space Brothers series as well, including Eddie and the aforementioned Brian J. Specifically, this film is planning on discussing themes including bereavement and how people recover after losing a loved one in their lives, and how people can support each other in a difficult time. This film comes out following the recently announced conclusion of the anime television series. This film is going to be released on August 9th in theaters. Our last bit of news is about James Cameron. Yes, he's at it again. 
The director recently held an Ask Me Anything thread on Reddit, in which he was asked, quote-unquote, why the shift from Battle Angel to producing more Avatar films? He responded, quote, My intention when I made Avatar was to do Battle Angel next. However, the positive feedback for Avatar and the support of the message of Avatar encouraged me to do more of those films. For me, the success was a factor because I was encouraged by the fact that an environmental film or a film about nature could be successful. The biggest factor, however, is the drive to continue developing the world, more characters, more creatures, with unfettered creativity." End quote. He also reaffirmed that Battle Angel is a film that will not take place until the Avatar sequels are finished, which is going to be a long time from now, so we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed and collect more details as they are released. This was your first anime news break, and we'll be back to the show soon. we're back did you miss us um are you talking to the chat yeah okay because Zabel's always here so we're back <laughs> with the 223rd episode of the anime addicts anonymous podcast we have the results from the poll so let's hear what people thought about our theme song which by the way we wrote and performed ourselves so with 33 percent of the votes it's good but i'd rather hear anime theme songs and also, with 33% of the votes, it's pretty good. You guys are too nice. I really won't cry if you hate it. And I'm happy to say that 0% selected, this is one of the worst pieces of shit I've ever heard, my ears, they bleed. So that's good. Well, you know, I, I can see corny being a fair criticism, but I don't... I've heard some pretty awful shit. Well, I it's, mean. it's actually weird because in the in the actual chat box where people are talking... There's a lot of, uh, oh, I it's corny. I don't want to hear this every week. But then in the poll results, it's, oh, it's great. So maybe you guys are just being a little too friendly. But um, they're being they're being Sundere. We we really <laughs> we really will make you guys hear this every week. So please vote honestly. Yeah. So if you want to vote for the on, if you want to vote in the poll to hear the new AAA podcast theme song, it is on the top page of the website, and it will continue to be there for probably two more weeks. So. Okay. Have we said why we're, try we're trying to do this? Well, the reason does why that matter. I mean, I think it does. The reason why we're trying to do it is that we are we're trying to move away from pirate using licensed material in the podcast. So, if you use an anime theme song as a parody, it's considered it's considered fair use under a parody. So that's why we chose to use an anime theme song. But yeah, I mean, we used to have anime music for the for the news breaks and everything. We moved away from that, so it's a gradual transition, but... We're trying to be more professional. Anyway, so uh, we have a very... What I think will be a very comedy-heavy main topic today. The main topic... Don't make promises we can't keep. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, the main topic is anime trope deconstruction. And for those people that don't know what, what the hell I'm talking about... Trope deconstruction is basically taking a taking a trope in anime or in any kind of medium and taking taking it to its logical conclusion. So, for example, you have. Uh, I think they'll figure it out as we go. Okay, you want? Should we just dive I, into it? I think it? we should just dive into it. I think it's going to become very apparent what we're doing very quickly. Basically, it depicts what would happen in real life if these anime tropes really occurred. So we have a list of ten or so of these, and we've um, written some supposedly funny outcomes to what would happen and we'll see how this goes so 
Um, the first tr- anime trope is, of course, one that I wrote in. Anime g- moe girls eating cake, candy, and parfaits all the time. So this is like when you, uh, in K-On, when all they did was eat cake in the club room, or in insert anime here where they eat gigantic parfaits at their favorite restaurant, and that's all they freaking do. So, what would happen? Who wants to sink their teeth into this one first? I think that their first their teeth would fall out and they don't have very many dentists in Japan. They they would eat so much cake that their teeth would fall out. Then with the gummed remains uh, in their mouth, they continue to eat the cake because they have a psychological dependency upon it. And then diabetes. Diabetes. Diabetes would come and and that would just be really sad. Okay, so n- nice try. I think mine's better. <laughs> <laughs> He's so modest. Okay, so if the Moe girls ate cake, candy, and parfaits all day, you'd end up with a whole bunch of obese girls who wouldn't be very Moe anymore because that probably wouldn't nearly be, be nearly as cute. And diabetes. Um, and I, as I have here, you'd have pockets of diabetes springing up all <laughs> over Japan, and the anime would surely either take place in a hospital or a fitness center. Maybe you could call uh, the anime the biggest loser. What do you think about that? No? Not with me there? The uh, the alternative idea is, you know, there's a number of diseases based on vitamin deficiency. And the first of which is called uh, scurvy, which people know about, right? So you have you have kids slipping into the bowels of sickness as they one by one come down with various <laughs> nutritional nutrition uh, deprivation diseases, including scurvy, which is vitamin C, also known as the Great Death to uh, pirates and sailors back in the day. So I think you could call the anime the Great Death. <laughs> hey, I, I don't know. I don't know how I got scurvy. I was eating. Uh, I was drinking orange soda and uh, eating <laughs> Cheetos every day. Melon- that, that's supposed to keep it away, right? Melon soda and orange soda are just not real soda. <laughs> um, we'll see how cute the Moe girls are with spongy gums, blood spots under their skin, no teeth, and halitosis. Mmm, halitosis. Mm, or halitosis is really bad breath for those people that don't know. And we also have, there's actually like five nutrition diseases that are really common, but I'm going to skip to this one called Berry Berry. Vitamin- that sounds cute. Uh, vitamin B1. Sounds like something out of a one piece (laughs) that you eat and then get superpowers from. That's true. The gomu gomu no berry berry. (laughs) Uh, berry berry means I can't in Asian Asian countries. So we'll uh, we'll call the anime I can't, and particularly relevant because actually this disease is most prevalent in rice consuming Asian countries. See, Mitsuki did a little research for this. How do you like that? So. Maybe in Japan, there's a higher proportion of beriberi from people that just eat too much rice and nothing else. Uh, it's an inability to perform even the simplest of tasks once polyneuritis uh, or nerve inflammation causes the deficiency of and uh, the damage of br- neurons in the brain. So you'd have a whole bunch of moe girls like flopping around on the ground and stuff. It'd be great. <laughs> They already do that, Mitsugi. <laughs> Maybe they already have very, very. I, I had another idea. What if it was like a Marie Antoinette like spinoff where Marie Antoinette said, let them eat cake, but that was all they could eat. And like everyone got really tired of eating cake. And she and there's like an evil dictator that's forcing people to eat cake. I have another idea. 
why don't we play? Well, why don't we have them all join a game show where one of the cakes has like lots of little bits of broken glass in it, oh my God. and we can have people eat the cake one at a time, and we can play Russian roulette cake. You're scary. I think you're just coming up with torture devices now. <laughs> well, in the, in the, in the Church of Mitsugi, we're always striving to come up with new ways to make the Moe girls suffer, and so that is always our goal. Uh, and by the way, Amaro, if you have if you have if you have any ideas about any of this stuff, uh, any of these um, deconstructions, feel free to jump in and uh, make sarcastic and smart-ass comments. <laughs> I was just thinking that uh, this, you know, the the eating nothing but sweets would make the uh, the dental situation in Japan just that much worse, and we could name the anime <laughs> Cavity Princess. <laughs> Cavity Princess. <laughs> uh, what is what is what Cavity if, in Japanese? What if it was? Ah. A- um, um, uh, mushiba. Mushiba. Okay. If uh, <laughs> it's a mushiba hime. Mushiba hime. I like it. <laughs> or we could have the anime be about the tooth fairy who's overworked because so oh, many shit. people's teeth are falling out, and the tooth fairy's like, "What the hell? What the hell? Keep the teeth in your mouth." Okay, uh, let's move on to the next one. Th- this next one, I think, is a uh, is a is a deconstruction after Amaro's own heart. Mech, oh boy. <laughs> mech, mecha pilots always being children slash never wanting to pilot the mech. I don't want to pilot the mech. <laughs> Inclu- even if you're Aaron Yeager, you don't want to pilot your mech. It's pretty bad. So I, th- I think I should go ahead and start with this one. Ba- basically, in real life, if you were to put a child behind the controls of a, uh, you know, 18 <laughs> meter tall rope, immediately lose the war. Uh <laughs> And uh, you'd also get imprisoned for, uh, you know, uh, and child soldiers and the and whatnot. So I, I just don't think it's a very good idea. Like child labor laws. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, the Geneva Convention and all that stuff. So <laughs> I, I think it, it goes into interne- international law at that point. That's that's exactly what I said would happen really would be the children would be forced to pilot the mech they'd say we don't want to pilot the mech and then the comp the major conglomerates would be like you have to and they'd give them so much money or something and then you know human rights groups would form unions and make laws and then develop team of psychiatrists to help the kids cope and the whole anime is just people passing out blankets going we're sorry we're sorry. <laughs> and the kids are like shaking, going, no more, no more mechs. No more mechs. No more mechs. And then someone's like, this mech is cruelty free. It's the Wing Zero cruelty free. You know, because it says so on the label. That's straight out of Boondocks. <laughs> he lifted that straight out of Boondocks. I did. And there's someone who praised me for that recently. So. Um, I, Something I had here was a little similar. I wrote, uh, young children are supposed to pilot these mechs to save humanity from giant monsters, but... But let's honestly, realistically think about this for a moment. You're an 8-year-old child, or 12-year-old, or whatever, and there is a gigantic kaiju, like a 20-meter-tall beast of a monster with, like, laser eyes and tentacles and whatever the shit, or if you're Evangelion, a giant pyramid, because we're really creative. And um, Guys, guys, I know what, what design we should use for the angel. What if this one is like a triangle? A giant circle. It's, no, no, no. The last one was a circle. We'll make this one a triangle. <laughs> Even if it's a giant triangle, these kids are going to all shit their pants in turn and run the hell away. Maybe the anime could be about the diaper company 
for the kids in the mechs. Like, Whoa. <laughs> like, depends for pilots for all the times you shit yourself. I mean, realistically, all these kids would wet their pants, run away, and the Earth would get ravaged by giant monsters. Actually, Japan would get ravaged because they're the only country that ever seems to have <laughs> problems with giant monsters. Oh, man. Let, let's take this in the uh, in the opposite logical you know direction. Your father enlists you to pilot a giant robot. Your first reaction is, hell yeah, I'll pilot a giant robot. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is the alternate direction is the eight-year-old who's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, in, in, in real life, isn't that every kid's childhood dream? Or, well, I mean, also man-children. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, too, maybe kids would be the best pilots because they don't understand death. Like... They're not going to, they don't have that concept in their head of their own what? mortality. They yet. understand giant friggin' monster. Kids are, in, kids are scared of the monster under what their if, bed. What if they took the kids and they put them in the pod without ever actually seeing the mech and said, this is just a video game. It's just a video game. It's just a simulator. Yeah, but these mechs, like half of them, plug the kids into their into their like nerve systems and shit. So like, it's just a video oh, game. Oh, it's totally cool. My my body's been plugged into the to the to the nervous system of the mech. So yeah, you can just go ahead and slice my arms off. Many, it's cool. How many plug into the nervous system of a the mech? A lot of them do. Well, okay. I, the, maybe, maybe the Gundams don't often do Gundams that. don't. Macross doesn't. Escaflone didn't. Yeah, but most of the other like sci-fi-esque uh, shows like Nadesco Avang- didn't. Evangelion okay, does. Evangelion Rosafon does. Does Rosafon? Yeah. Oh, Rosafon, they have it the worst in that anime. Nobody can hold their shit together in Rosafon. <laughs> Please they're, let's not talk about episode 19. <laughs> they're all shitting their pants by like the... Th- and, uh, l- let's face it. Um, Attack on Titan is a mech anime. So uh, he he plugs into the mech. He plugs into the nervous system. <laughs> he is the mech. <laughs> His giant robot's just very fleshy. Yeah, well, he's sitting in. He's like he, he's sitting in the cockpit of the of the robot, and he even doesn't want to pilot it. It's I just pretty. Have uh, this image of Aaron sitting next to like Hiro Yui, and Aaron's like, "My mech is so squishy compared to yours," and Hiro's just poking him, going squish, squish, squish. I'm sorry. This what, is what are you happened. talking about? Okay, should we move on? This is this is derailing. I don't want to pilot. I'm I'm losing control. Um, <laughs> any other comments? The the next one's mine or one of mine. Maybe you should read it. It's it's the guy falling with his face in a girl's lap or more often boobs, um, and then his hands are on the boobs or they fall on each other and kiss. Which let me just tell you, if you've never accidentally, if that if that once in a lifetime experience hasn't happened for you, you've yet, never been to Opub where you accidentally kiss someone, it hurts normally. Like what? You're, Who? How many people have you accidentally kissed? <laughs> and does this happen to you often, Shiaki? It's happened like once. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Let, let's take a census here. Amro, how many times have you fallen on a girl and kissed her or had your face land directly in her breast? I would say I fell on someone. Almost every day. Oh, you liar. <laughs> I am the protagonist of my own anime, haven't you heard? <laughs> um, no, it, it has literally never happened before. <laughs> it only happens to me when I go to the O-Pub. Which is the 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 boob the boob pubs in Japan where you fondle girls? I mean, it's like that moment where like you think you might kiss someone and you slowly turn your head, but they're like going for it and your mouth smash together and your teeth like clank and oh god, it's awful. So basically, all your teeth would break out. 
You just have shattered teeth everywhere. You like teeth like lodged into like the roof of your mouth. And you got to go like find that one dentist that exists in Tokyo where everybody goes to have your teeth fixed. See, I thought, you know, like there would be an, a lot of, of bruising and battery claims, which then involve the police. And it turns into a sexual assault and self-defense in which the guy oh. gets like locked away in prison. Um, but because he has clearly this this because he's clearly vertically challenged and falls all the time when he's in prison, he slips and falls on a man's chest on on the chest. He falls on the chest. <laughs> Is that where he falls? Really? Yowie. No. No. <laughs> that's that's suddenly, where that would go. Suddenly roses. Suddenly roses. Spinning roses over the nipples. <laughs> I cannot approve of the Xiaomi message. Um, okay. I have no further comments. <laughs> you can't. I, follow I will that say. One up. I will say if. I will say if that happens in real life, then the exact opposite of what happens in anime would probably happen, where you know reasonable human beings would be like, "Oh, it was an accident. Yeah, no problem." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Not not the immediate, you know, slap across the room uh, situation that you usually see. I mean, I think most girls have had an accidental boob grab from a guy where, like, you're holding, like, a bag or something on your shoulder and they reach in for it and they get boob instead of bag or something. And Yeah. I've used <laughs> that excuse before. Yeah. This is very different, though. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but, like, I'm just saying most okay. most girls kind of... Just like, well, let's okay. face it. Uh, in anime, everybody's always overreacting, and this is one. This is one of the worst tropes for me. When I see this happen in an anime, I check out because I know that the anime is not for real. It's not for real. I mean, if it was, they wouldn't be relying on tropes to develop comedy. So I do. I do have a big problem with this one. Chucky's <laughs> laughing at me. I don't know why. No, I remembered something really funny, but it's totally inappropriate. Well, you might as well say it. Go ahead. It's cool. <laughs> We already, we already talked about Liam Neeson's giant cock, so you might as well just say whatever you want to say. It's already explicit. It just made explicit. me think of this because I had a friend once who said he accidentally sucked another guy's dick, and I was like, how do you accidentally suck another what? guy's dick? Wow. Now it's really explicit. <laughs> there's some, there, there's usually some forethought that goes into that, you know? It's not like, oh, I slipped and I fell, and then his dick was in my mouth. All right, like, that's enough. People in the chat... Put the earmuffs on your children or wear earbuds. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because we're running out of time. Um, I have Tsundere, Yandere, or Dere Dere Derp. What? They're making a stupid noise because oh. I don't. These character trope, you know, character archetypes drive me crazy. So, uh, Tsundere, which is when a person is a bitch on the outside but then gradually shows her softer side over time. You mean like half the woman in existence? Like, yeah. <laughs> in real life? A certain podcast co-host I know of who acts... I'll, I'll tell you... I'll you tell think you I'm people... sweet on the inside? No? <laughs> yes? Oh, my God. What is the right answer? <laughs> Sorry, Amara. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say, people that don't like Sundetta just don't like real women. So, you know. <laughs> anyway, so I wrote down... Uh, the girl acts like an asshole to the boy, right? And eventually the boy tells her to go fuck herself because that's what would happen. <laughs> Actually, though, I think more men need to do that for a lot of bitchy girls out there. Like, 
like the girls that I see who just string men along and make them like isn't that hot for girls anyway when guys like assert themselves over I don't know it depends on the girl yeah um, the girl ends up alone because she has no friends and her life spirals down a dark path of depression and sadness. And then she eats too much cake. And then she eats too much cake and oh suddenly God. the anime is called The Grey Death. It's like the Matrix or Inception of anime. The next thing you know, you wake up in the morning, you have a bump on your head and your wife's gone. I've seen it happen a million times. Okay, so uh, Yandere, which is when a person that loves someone dearly and then... That person becomes mentally destructive and psychotic. Oh, you mean like nor- half the relationships actually out there? What? What? Amaro, are- did you hear what she just said? So I don't. I I'd like to think that not all women are that crazy. <laughs> no, half half the people half the people out there. How many times have you had a friend that's in a relationship and it's all honeymoon phase and sparkles and ponies, and then all of a sudden like they're breaking up and getting back together, and it's a spirally mentally destructive relationship that they stay. But in. this is like really bad, like killing people. I think. Okay. Well, I, I think I think Yandere goes to the point of you know if you leave me I will kill you. Okay. Sort well, of. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not so much what I'm talking about. So a wonderful marriage turns into a messy divorce as the violent party begins to show their brutal behavior towards the, towards the other. Uh, and if it's a child, a woman gets her child taken away because of psychotic violent behavior towards, towards the, the, uh, the minor. And uh, jail and or child services gets involved. What do you think about that? Sounds about right. I mean... It, Anime characters are some of the most tolerant people, some of the most tolerant characters you'll ever see in, in anything. I mean, you put up with so much utter bullshit. If I was to accidentally touch a girl's boob, and she was to punch me hard enough that I fly into the sky and twinkle, I'm done, okay? <laughs> I'm done. But that shit happens hundreds of times. Or in, like, in, in, uh, in Clannad. If some girl's gonna kick me so many times that I have to have like a Street Fighter kick counter on the screen to count how many times she kicks me, I'm done. But no, See, it's ladies, totally cool. L- l- listen up, no, no kicking me to you with a kick counter if you wanna get his attention. <laughs> I think I think I'd go the opposite way, and if uh, a girl was to hit me that hard, I'd immediately. Uh, you know, become her manager and take <laughs> take her to the pro circuit because she would be the best fighter of all time. That is one way to look at it. Maybe what if like a, a Yandere person got, you know, drafted into like the FBI or something where all of a sudden now they're like, we need your special brand of psychosis to kill this dictator. And she gets like sent off to kill people. She... So, so basically, Silence of the Lambs, except uh, Hannibal Lecter is a cute little Moe girl. Yes, I, I would watch that. Yeah, right. Like, I would watch that every day. <laughs> like, and you could actually use the Moe to your advantage by making it really creepy, where she's just sitting there and you know has the the Hannibal Lecter mask on, and she's like, "Would you like some cake? I made it myself." I promise, there's no needles in it. My cake has a lot of body to it <laughs> so like every could, uh every japanese girl's valentine's chocolate you could say it tastes different from person to person um amro uh, you can't see this right now but 
Chiaki has this psychotic look on her face when she says this. She's like smiling psychotically and slightly cocking her head to one side like she's going crazy. Get out of there, man. I'm, I'm getting out of here. And we're sitting in the room in Cram's house where somebody was murdered like three years ago. So, great. The spirit of the of the murdered soul has possessed Chiaki. You, got, you guys are already... Um, you know, you're living in a, a place where someone was murdered. That's already the premise for an anime right there. My whole life's an anime, man. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and I'm the Moe character in it. Yep, you are in anime hell with the rest of the PVC figures. I I knew I hit a new low when I tripped on nothing and fell and skinned my knee and my skirt flew up over my head. That actually happened. It did. So, so Chiaki's a Moe character. Congratulations. So the next one up is when something embarrassing happens and everybody falls down. Fall down, go boom. I fall and I can't get up. So I think for this one, you know, everyone falls down and they're all raced to the hospital because that, you know, that's not normal. People shouldn't just fall down. And they, Really? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And they find out that they have brain tumors from long-term exposure to something in the anime. Maybe there's like a, a plant that was leaking waste or something. And a nuclear plant? Maybe. And uh, It definitely is not in northern Japan. <laughs> you said it, not me. And uh, they all have long-term exposure to this, and it causes them brain tumors, which is now messing with their inner ear. And the continual falling just serves to aggravate the problem as, as they have... A bunch of minor concussions all the time and so it basically becomes about the anime becomes about a struggle against gravity during the remaining weeks of their lives and in the end like you can call it stand because like just, Jojo? Jojo's was our adventure? Yeah just like that. You can call it stand because just one more time they want to stand and not fall over uh, In the anime we're going to review later Noragami that girl falls down a lot too she randomly falls asleep and her spirit leaves her body. Maybe that's a different problem. That happens to me all the time. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I've got nothing for this one, so... So you should probably get that checked out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're falling all the time... That... If your spirit is leaving your body <laughs> upon falling, then yes, I think, I think you should seek professional help. <laughs> um, the next one here on the list is guys getting nosebleeds all the time. This is a straight-up Master Roshi. Master Roshi single-handedly created this trope. I think I think it would lead to severe anemia because you're always bleeding, and they'd have to constantly be cauterizing the nose. What? That's people what, cauterize noses? Yeah, if you have a really bad, oh bad nosebleed and it doesn't stop, they put a hot metal poker up there and they cauterize it. You've never uh, heard that before? Which Japanese cafe do I go to to have my nose cauterized? Um... <laughs> If I can get if I can get wax picked out of my ears by a girl in a kimono, I can damn well have my nose cauterized. Okay. And so, like, because they have their nose cauterized all the time, they eventually like lose their sense of smell. And because they lose their sense of smell, it results in them eating lots of MSG to improve their sense of taste. Because your smell is like sixty percent of your taste, that and they to, want to taste things. Does that happen to a lot of smokers? I don't know. I've never smoked. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, and and then it's you know they're losing their senses. What would happen if you 
were going to have a nosebleed like that, like straight up spraying out of your nose style, but you chose to hold your nose instead. What, would your head explode? Would it come out of your eyes? I actually had almost something happen to me like this. Oh on my a god! Here, here, here's a story. <laughs> Let me kick back and listen. <laughs> I was on a train in Korea once with one of my friends. Actually, uh, Miss Erica Central Parker. She's been on the show, and. Um, I get an itch in my nose and I kind of, you know, rub my nose or whatever. And then I sneeze and blood just goes everywhere. And we're in between stops and I'm having, I'm holding my hands over my nose and there's just blood dripping from my hands. What the hell? It's like one of the worst nosebleeds I've ever had. Shouldn't pick your nose so hard. <laughs> and then, easy. and then it's like when we get to the stop and we run out to the bathroom, and I like run in the bathroom and there's blood all over me, and like all of the girls in the bathroom like flee, and I, I open up my hand and it's like a pool of blood in the sink, and I had Good an God. explosive nosebleed, and it was awful. That story wasn't funny at all. It was awful. Wow. That's that's what really happened. I, wa- I want to apologize to all the listeners <laughs> for that, for you having to hear that story. <laughs> Yeah. I always I always have a good story somewhere in me. Great. That that is slightly horrifying. <laughs> Seriously, though, if you if you held if you were to have a, a, blood, a nose if you were to spray blood out of your nose and you held your nose closed, where would what would happen? It would go back through your sinus cavities into your throat and you could and you'd either have to swallow it or breathe it and choke on your own blood. What if it came out of your eyes? Ew. Your, your nose is connected to your eyes, too. Yeah, but that'd be really gross. What if it came out of your ears? What if your head exploded? What if you're, you're crying blood? <laughs> Exploding heads. <laughs> and if you're crying blood, you have Ebola, and you you kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> Maybe that's what all the characters with the vicious nosebleed have. They have Ebola. Okay, so this last one is uh, interesting. And quite relevant as we sort of had a, uh, a hentai like this reviewed on the last podcast. Girls that want to sleep with their brothers or incest. <laughs> incest. Um, How do you feel about this one, Amaro? Um, Are there a couple of new animes my... this season that uh, have this in it? Do, do you want my honest opinion? <laughs> I do. I want your honest opinion because I listen to Antivision. <laughs> then you clearly know. Um... Yeah, I'm all for it in anime. <laughs> but as 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 a person who has older sisters, then uh, no, it's just not. It's not okay. <laughs> Are you in the twincest is wincest camp? Um, I believe that uh, the best girl won in Yosuga Nasora, So yes. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, you you can't spell twincest without the word win. Are there not like five animes this new season that have this trope in them? I'm watching one of them, so I know there's at least one. I don't know. There's um, always a few. What is it? The high school anime, uh, the magic high school anime, yes. no game, no life, kind of a little bit. Yeah. Although that that one sort of bucks the trend because um, in episode two, he, you know, uh, his little sister's like, I can't believe you're going after that other girl. Don't you have me? He's like, he's like. Yeah, but you know, you're kind of my sister, but above all else, you're like 11 years old and I have needs. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that guy said that because what a ridiculous question. Why you need the other girl? You have me. Who the who in real life ever says that? I'm confused. People with mental problems. Anyway, you have some uh really disturbing comments written on our outline, Chiaki. <laughs> well, I mean, 
if everyone did this, the world would be full of incest babies and people would end up stupider and less mentally stable. And then you have King Joffrey. What about him? You'd get him. You'd get lots of him around the world. King Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Amaro? No. He's the one who has who is afflicted with douche face. Douche face. Because <laughs> he's an incest baby. Yeah, you know the one I'm talking about? I'm sure you've seen it on at least one of the promos in your life. I've 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 been on the internet, so I know who King Joffrey is. Yeah, right? Blonde douche face. Who's <laughs> who's actually really nice in real life. And we we need we need fewer uh we need fewer incest babies. Yeah. I even if there aren't that many, we need fewer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with no incest babies. I'm gonna backpedal a little bit to one that I skipped earlier. If ten mo, if ten girls really did want to hook up with the same guy, in other words, harems. First anime I, about I, the Mormon religion. <laughs> Sister wives, the anime. Yeah. I I want to watch. Um, I want to watch the show where. You know, they're they're he's a, he's got his own harem in high school, or whatever. But then ten years later, he's an adult. He's a deadbeat dad, and he just has kids with like ten different women. Wow! <laughs> and, then, and then he has to have one big birthday party to get all their birthday parties out of the way because he can't remember all of them. <laughs> <laughs> his his child care payments are like Gigantic. impossible to keep up with. <laughs> exactly. That that's the anime I want to see. I wrote down, uh, you end up with an anime in which multiple girls scheme and backstab each other in an attempt to win the, the heart of the boy. So we all know women, we all know that some women are scheming little, you know, you know, guys like to beat each other up, punch each other. Or the women team up with each other because they think the guy's an asshole for trying to play 10 women at one time well, and they try to make his life hell. Let me clarify my statement here so I don't get in trouble. Um, guys like to punch and fight each other. And girls like to psychologically attack each other. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Okay, so that's what that's, I was trying to say. That's true. And in the end, you end up in a gym in a in a Jerry Springer like episode involving a pregnancy test to determine which of the many girls is the mother of the child. You can make it like a mystery. Wait, which of the many girls is the mother? You know who the mother is. It's the person who gave birth. This is yeah, but this is but this is no, this is anime. The guy gave birth? <laughs> okay, I'd watch that anime. <laughs> Tiagi's losing her shit right now. Wow. You just had pregnant men anime. I never thought that would come out from you. Well, we have, we have, we have incest animes every season. Why can't we have a pregnant man anime? I've seen weirder things in anime before. <laughs> I'm not against it. I just never thought it would come from you. <laughs> Yagi's crying. This is ridiculous. Okay, all right. We I gotta start. Move, I gotta move us on towards the towards the next news break. So that was a fun little experimental episode. Do you do you wish you could experience the joys of carrying a life? <laughs> you know, deep down in my heart, I've always wanted to uh, feel the heartbeat of another inside me. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, we don't know who the mother is. How? Because. <laughs> Give her to the baby. What? Okay, so this is a fun little episode. Do either of you have any other uh, sane comments to make before I move us towards the uh, the final the final leg of the podcast? With that qualifier, no. Do you have any closing comments before before we uh, escape the madness? Um, tropes. Tropes aren't a bad thing. 
Um, it just depends on how they're used. Like, you know, I, I've been reading this. Uh, it's a manga adaptation of Evangelion, the Shinji Kari Raising Project, which has uh, ironically no robots. And basically what it turns into is, you know, how many times can Shinji fall onto uh, these girls per chapter? And that's just how it's been for 13 volumes. And for some reason, I keep reading it. But let's try not to abuse the tropes is basically what I'm saying. All right. So I'm going to head aside into uh, into the next anime news break here so we can collect ourselves and regain our sanity. And so Chia can get some tissues so she doesn't uh, so she can stop crying. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be doing a joint review on the anime Noragami, which was a winter 2014 anime. But... We also have a poll question for everybody watching live in the chat. The question is, which anime trope irritates you the most? Moe cake eating, whiny mecha pilots, harems, girls slash guys falling on top of each other, or tsundere, yandere, and the rest of the derp derps. And we'll be back from the news break in a couple minutes. Hey all you anime addicts, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. It seems that the Attack on Titan manga is still hot on the heels of the current king, One Piece. The recently released 13th volume of the Attack on Titan manga was the first in the series to sell more than 1 million copies in its first week. Oricon reported that the manga sold 1.13 million copies in its first 5 days, while the limited edition sold an additional 270,000 copies. These copies ranked number one and number two for the week of April 7th to the 13th. One Piece better watch out because there's a Titan coming. Next up, a bit of news for fans of the Kinido Mosaic anime series. It seems that the recent issue of Hobunsha's Manga Time Kirada Max magazine announced that the upcoming Kinido Mosaic anime will be indeed a new second television series. The original manga of Kinudo Mosaic is about Shinobu, a 15-year-old seemingly pure Japanese girl who did a study abroad mission over in Great Britain. After returning to Japan, Shinobu is very sad about having to leave Great Britain, and she has lots of fond memories about being there. Suddenly, she receives a message from one of her host stay family members saying that they are coming to Japan to visit, and antics ensue. So look forward to the next season of Kinido Mosaic coming to television. Next up, some more anime announcements. It seems that a second season of Wataru Watari's light novel series, My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu, is going to have a second season and it has been green lit. The romantic comedy is about an antisocial high school student whose name is Hikigaya. He has a distorted view on life and no friends or girlfriend, concerned about Hikigaya, his teacher gets him involved in some volunteer activities in which he meets a, the prettiest girl in school, Yukino, Yukino Shita. So, look forward to this sequel coming up in the future. Our last bit of news is regarding the live-action Princess Jellyfish movie. It seems that a few new cast members have been announced for the film, including the lead role done by Reina Nounen, who has done previous roles in Amachan and Hot Road. She is going to be playing the jellyfish princess Tsukimi Kurushita. Also, Masaki Suda 
of Common Rider W and High School Debut is playing the cross-dressing Kuranosuke Kuibuchi. So, those of you that are big fans of this series, it seems that some of the main roles have been announced. Look forward to this live-action movie coming out in the future. This has been your Anime News Break, and we'll be back to the show soon. And we're back with the last leg of the podcast, the 223rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. We're going to be reviewing the anime Noragami from the winter 2014 season. Mitsugi power watched this this one uh, all in one day. I'm proud of myself. It took you a long time. It did. It did. So, but first we have results from our poll, and it's an overwhelming result. What What is that overwhelming result? So again, the question was, which anime trope irritates you the most? Okay. And with 50% of the overall votes, Whiny Mecha Pilots has won the poll. Maybe maybe that's because, as we said, there's always that inner child of yourself that goes, no, if they don't want to do it, give me the Mecha. I'll pilot it. Exactly. You know, you, you look at this guy and you're just like, man up. Like, really? Come on. You're in a giant robot. Get, just get with the program, please. And actually, I'm surprised, but 0% selected Tsundere, Yandere, and the rest of the derp derps. So. Because Tsundere's are love. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, all right, so, again, as I said, we are reviewing the anime Noragami, which um, is a show that recently finished. It's a supernatural comedy anime that is based on a manga written by Adachi Toka, whom hasn't done a lot of a lot of other stuff. This is pretty much his main big foray into um, being a mangaka. But this manga has been serialized in Monthly Shonen Magazine since late 2010. So there is a fair amount of content to work with when when they made this anime. And I'm gonna sort of maybe suggest that there might be a sequel to this um, in the future. But we'll get to that later. The director is Kotaru Tamura, whom is relatively new, and I looked at his list of credits, and I think Noragami is really the first professional directing job this guy's had, so so we'll see how he did when we review it, and uh, of course, anime production is done by Bones, whom Bones is a, you know extremely well-known anime studio, and is uh, normally pretty excellent in terms of the animation that they deliver. To in you know on in a, on a seasonal basis, so pretty consistent. And some of Bones' most well-known works include Eureka Seven and Full Metal Alchemist. So they worked on those, and those look are fantastic-looking shows. So, um, so I don't know. I guess we'll just get things started off, and uh, just Amro, you're reviewing this with me. Uh, you're my partner, so just. Feel free to chime in before I get before I get started with uh, like the plot and everything. Do you have uh, any upfront comments to make about Noragami that I missed? Um, no, I think you na- nailed everything. I, I just think I should mention from a personal perspective going into the uh, winter season. This wasn't really a show that was on my radar. Uh, I watched it, you know, just the first episodes to you know to talk about it on the preview uh, that we did and. 
and actually really enjoyed uh, really enjoyed the first episode. Kept watching it, and it turned out to be one of the surprises of the season for me. So uh, I'll turn that back to you. Yeah, I, I this was not. I mean, we draft our anime similarly to the way that you guys do it on Anivision. We recently have shifted our system to you know weed out more shows so we can have more group discussions, but. I had not initially planned to watch Noragami. It was because uh, Cram actually had passed this one when he when he was making his picks. He decided that it was worth worth having a group review of. So I ended up picking it up. But I was sort of on the same uh, in the same vein that you were when the season started. But um, Noragami is a heavily character-driven anime series. It uh, the the show spends what I think was the large part of the first six episodes introducing the audience to the characters. Yato, Hiyori, and Yukine. And Yato is a quote-unquote Yato god, or a god of, calam- of calamity. And he's really the main source of the comedy in the show. He's For people that don't know, haven't seen the anime, but maybe have seen pictures, he's the guy that has like dark hair, but really, really bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's always wearing a, a track suit and his, uh, his handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> his little like cowboy thing around his neck <laughs> a little weird looking but um, I actually like the character designs on the show I thought they were really good the it, the style appealed to me a lot um, Yato is sort of hinted at having a dark past by some of the other characters in the show and um, that does come into play later on in the series and sort of what I think was maybe the last arc of the anime and um, because he's a god of calamity or a god in general he he sort of isn't a popular god he you know the popular gods are the ones that are helping kids pass their exams or helping women get pregnant or you know whatever it is but you know gods of war and gods of calamity aren't oft, aren't often praised by people or worshipped by people so he'll basically do anything to get a little bit of money because his dream is to open up his own shrine where he has these ridiculous visions of like girls feeding him food and like rubbing his feet and things like that, and um, a large portion of the show takes place on him doing these little odd jobs that people have like a wish, like oh man, I just wish that you know somebody would clean my toilet in my bathroom so I could watch TV, and uh, bam, here comes Yato to clean someone's toilet, and. All for the price of just five yen. So he's gonna need a shitload. Which is not a lot. <laughs> yeah, five yen is like five cents. So he's gonna need a shitload of five yen coins to open up his own shrine. And um, he has like a wine bottle that he's holding all the five yen coins in. It's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> and and he spends it all on more than one occasion. Yeah. Well, what did he buy? He bought like a giant pot or something from an old woman. <laughs> so so he's he's also kind of a gullible uh, god as well. Yeah, so some woman told him that if you buy this like urn and worship it every day that you'll win the lottery or something. So he spends his all of his savings on like a piece of crap. Um the other main well, one of the other main characters is Yukine, whom is a young boy who is actually like a dead a dead person, like a spirit whom is um you know wandering around the streets one night you know, he doesn't want to pass on, I guess, and Yato, Yato finds him and transforms this spirit into a weapon. So, in this anime, gods have these things called regalia, 
And they're essentially spirits that transform into weapons of various form that are used to fight. And right at the beginning of the show, Yato's first regalia, who's a girl, uh, quits. She's like, you know, you're a shitty god and I'm going to go find a better job. Basically. <laughs> also, your hands are sweaty. <laughs> also, your hands are sweaty. So she's like a, I can't, she was, she was a dagger, right? Or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, she was a short sword. She was a short sword, so he's he's holding her, and I guess his hands are sweaty, and that's a running joke throughout the show. Um, but uh, so he transforms Yukine into his new regalia, so he can continue to do jobs that involve fighting giant monsters and things like that. And uh, Yukine is a much cooler weapon. He's uh, like a full-length katana, and um, Yukine is a very huge focus on the show. He's um, one of the main. His internal struggle is one of the main conflicts in the anime, so we'll get to that later. And the last show, the last main character is Hiyori, who is a, a young girl whom I thought was very cute. Um, I don't know how you felt about her, but I, I liked her 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 uh, appearance a lot. I thought she was cute. I, I actually really liked Hiyori a lot, too, because she, while she is cute, she's also kind of a tomboy. Yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah. loves she loves ultimate fighting like her uh, <laughs> she had like this this crush on like this really like burly muscular like uh, a fighter guy. And I thought that was a hilarious way to introduce us to her character. And of course, you know, as she, you know, uh, as she develops its character, she gets closer to, to Yato and Yukina and all that stuff. And I, I like their interplay. Yeah, she's got a. Uh... Her, like, trademark attack is something I think she steals from the Ultimate Fighter guy. It's like a jungle savate or something. It's like a <laughs> like a kick like a kick finishing move. Yeah. So, anyway, so one day, Hiyori is watching Ultimate Fighting on her phone or something, and Yato is running around doing one of his stupid odd jobs, which is finding a cat. And she sees him running across the street and is about to get hit by a bus. Yato is and she jumps over the railing and pushes him across out of the way and is spared she, she saves his, his quote unquote life even though he's a god the result of which is that she's hit by the bus and her spirit is separated from her physical body so she's like she's like laying on the other end of the street next to Yato and she's like are you okay and then she hears people screaming her name, and she looks over, and her body is lying in the middle of the street. She ends up being okay, but occasionally she'll, like, just... We, we joked about this earlier in the podcast, but she'll just kind of fall asleep randomly, and her spirit body will just leave. her, And she'll suddenly be separated again. And the way you know that she's a spirit is that she has this really cute, like, fluffy pink tail, like the Pink Panther, <laughs> kind of, um, you know, coming out of her. And she... She makes a wish to Yato that he will help her figure out a way to restore herself so she doesn't so she quits losing her physical body and he accepts but he has no idea how to fix the problem and so he puts it off for the majority of the show until you know they they eventually do get around to discussing that a little bit more towards the end of the anime but when she's in her spirit form she's actually pretty tough so she'll have uh, the opportunity to use her her finishing move, and by you know kicking giant monsters and things like that. And she'll she'll often just jump around like dancing on top of telephone poles and running around on buildings. And she's basically like Yato in a lot of ways. She has the ability to, you know, 
move the way that he does to some extent, um, which is interesting. It comes into play quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, she's definitely the female spice of the anime. There are other female characters, but, um, you know, she's kind of a pseudo love interest, I think. Would you, do you think that there's like a love interest thing going on here? I couldn't really decide, to be honest. I think it it sort of turned away towards the end. And and actually, I'd say that's one of the things I liked about it the most was that it was subtle. Like, it wasn't really in your face the entire time. And, you know, kind of towards the, um, towards the end of the anime, you see how close they've sort of gotten. And, you know, she... Yato looks like he's about to die, and that really upsets Hiyori. And then, you know, Hiyori loses her memories of Yato, and you see how Yato just gets... Uh, bothered by that I mean like he he really um, it really affects him pretty hard and then when she finally gets her memories back towards the end and, and she says you know I want to be with you forever it, it was basically like a confession at the end there yeah I think so at the end it, at, the, at the end it became more clear I think but uh, you know she kind of plays it off like that's not what I meant because it's anime you know yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, but think... I mean even I mean throughout the show there's kind of hints you know um she she has i mean when she's in spirit form she can like sense uh she can kind of like you know smell the uh the scent of uh of of people like yato or whatever and, and you kind of see her like uh you know kind of like really missing yato's scent every now and again and you're like okay yeah uh, she's she's getting used to that uh that yato <laughs> got yeah, there i like your brand of perfume yato <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I kind of wished at the end that she would have sort of just been more direct with it because I'm sure that, and I'm sure that a lot of people that watch anime would just prefer that characters man up and you know confess that they like each other, but that doesn't often happen in anime. But um, yeah, as the story, as the series progressed, I sort of found myself wondering whether or not there was ever going to be a a plot based conflict in the show, or or, or even a villain really, and uh, it was seemingly satisfied offering the audience just endless odd jobs for Yato to do and uh, you know comedy that was hit or miss um, I, generally I thought the show was pretty was pretty funny but n- not the jokes didn't always work with me um, but I, f- I did eventually get my answer about whether or not there was going to be a conflict in the show and um, I think that they they did resolve this at around episode 9 but spoilers aside the they, this anime's conflicts, I think, really li- lied within the uh, within the characters of the show. Everybody seems to have a problem that eventually gets addressed in one way or another, and um, Yukine particularly had one of the biggest problems. And because Yukine is directly linked with Yato, because the uh, Yato's the god whom sort of you know whom Yuki whom Yukine belongs to, their problem is sort of shared between them, and so you have. And after being skeptical about this anime's conclusion for most of it, um, the resolution to this conflict was well worth the wait. I thought that I thought that this ninth that ninth episode in the anime was maybe one of the most compelling episodes I saw the entire season. Um, and granted, I only watched maybe a third of the anime from the from the winter 2014 season, but mm-hmm. that ninth episode with uh, Yukine and Yato is um, was really awesome. I'm trying not to give away the spoilers for it, but I felt a little moved, I'll be honest. It was a very emotional episode and came out of nowhere in the series. Um, I absolutely agree. You know, staying, of course, spoiler free. I I watched, I think, a lot more anime than you did that season. But, you know, even I've got to agree that that was one of the standouts um, of the entire season. It was just a really good resolution uh, for those two. Because, again, like you said, there's not really, 
you know, a lot of the times when you're watching anime, you know, you talk about plot, right? Like there's something we have to go find or we're on a journey to go do something. Like the the story in Noragami really is about Yukine. Really, it's about him coming to grips with him, you know, being dead and and the fact that he's now a servant to, you know, this kind of loser god or whatever and and dealing with the fact that he can't really have a normal life anymore. So right. that that was really the the main conflict for the most of the show and I think the payoff was really great. It sounds like he kind of had a shitty life when he was alive too, so Maybe he's feeling yeah. A little, so so it's a little, so it's uh, like I had I had a shitty life when I was alive, and now I'm dead, so I can't have any life. <laughs> it's a hard it's a it's a hard knock life for Yukine. It has a pretty shitty. Um, following the climax, I really thought episode nine was the was the climax of the story. And following this, though, there, of course, there are three more episodes because because this is a twelve episode anime series, and these last three episodes really centered around Yato and. An acquaintance from the past, and I said I mentioned earlier that Yato sort of had a dark, a dark history that had been hinted at the entire time, and because he is a god of war and a god of calamity, he has done you know bad things in the past, I guess. And while this portion of the show I thought really had what was probably the most compelling animation and action in the series, I honestly thought it felt sort of like an afterthought after what was. After the intense and gripping scenes of the prior arc's conclusion, I I almost felt like I wanted to have the Yukine and Yato conclusion happen closer to the end of the show to kind of put a punctuation mark on it. But um, I don't know. Maybe I, maybe we maybe we feel differently about that last three episodes. But um, I don't know. How did you feel about I, it? I can't say I disagree with you because, like you said, that. The the Yukine uh, part really did feel like a climax, right? So these three episodes to suddenly introduce a new a new problem, right? Which had to deal with Hiori's memory or whatever, and and right. Nora and and this new god that shows up, and then to wrap it up in three episodes, basically. Even I mean, you could even say it was wrapped up in two in the final two episodes. Pretty it, much, it does feel a little rushed. It worked because there'd been some hints towards it you know Nora had been Nora played a kind of a big part in Yukina kind of losing it earlier so she's a real bitch her, isn't she yeah her her coming back and, and playing a bigger role was was nice to see but um I think those last two episodes were definitely worth it just to see that fight at the in in that last episode which was absolutely fantastic it was pretty good yeah I liked it I just it, it just it just really makes me think I I want to see more right because the it, the show ended but it didn't really have a a finite ending right like right. I just would like to see more of it. Well, it, it, towards the end of the show, after the everything is resolved, Nora's sort of walking off into the sunset and being a bitch, and she says like, "Oh, I'm gonna go tell father about this, or father needs to hear about this, or something something along those lines," and <laughs> yeah. This is a long-running manga, and I don't know how much of the manga this anime covers, but mm-hmm. I, but the manga is not finished, and I sort of felt that that left things wide open for Nora to come back and be a bitch again, and have an entire new like scheme or whatever she wanted to do. I I think that based on that statement, there could be more Noragami coming later on. Um, to my yeah, knowledge, I, it hasn't been confirmed, but I, I'd love to see more. Um... It's kind of sometimes it's rare to see Bones do a sequel series, I, and the last time I can remember them doing one, we got uh, 
Eureka 7AO, so... <laughs> How'd you feel about <laughs> that? Uh, Eureka 7AO, I actually vehemently hate it. Um, <laughs> and and I, I kind of see that all a lot, but I, I didn't hate it. Um, actually, I, I kind of liked it because uh, that one bitch, Naru, didn't win at the end. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't watch Eureka 7AO, but somebody reviewed it. I think it was I think it was our friend uh, Felix Alborne did that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Way back when? Way back before we came to Japan. So, yeah. Um, I would also like to see a sequel to Noragami. I thought that the anime was really good. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that because it's so character-driven that it sort of has the potential to have endless adventures. You know, not that they will do that, but I, I think that there is that possibility. Yeah. I mean, there's there's still the whole... You know the, the main issue of of why Hiyori even started hanging out with uh, with Yato in the first place was because she kept falling out of her body, right? Her her spirit kept leaving her body. Right. That never got resolved. That's true. So it's like it, you know that that could very still be the focus or or be a recurring thing or whatever as as they introduce new plot elements. So I mean I could easily see this having another twelve or thirteen episode season. If I'd like uh, to see that. If it if her if her problem got resolved with her body though then they couldn't be a labu dabu. <laughs> they could never be together. <laughs> right. Um and you have to you have to give people hope, you know, so you can take it away later. The uh Yeah, I I also thought that the the anime looked really great. The animation was good. We we both said we both agreed that the action at the end was the best. I I didn't honestly feel super Impressed by the action in the show before that, um, there was a, there was a, there were some fight scenes with. Uh, do you remember Bishamon, the, the 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 girl riding the line with the bikini? Yes, the the hot god. That's really actually a dude in real life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I tweeted I tweeted about this because I was a little bit irritated. Um, I don't understand why in anime every time there's a god or some mythical being, it always has to end up like a moe girl or a girl or a hot girl with like big tits. B- Bish- I'd, say, I'd say this case was an improvement. <laughs> Bishamon is like a giant deity, Buddhist deity, with like a beard and a huge spear and like armor and boots. You know, like a, like a, like a, like a dynasty warriors, I'm going to beat your ass, big guy. And in Noragami, she's a... A girl with a micro mini skirt and a Daisy Duke top with a whip. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Also, also, all of her clothes are people. Uh, all of her clothes are people. She has a shit ton of regalia, like five of them. <laughs> yeah. So all all of her, I, it was it was a lot of them. Yeah, they they all make her her like hat and earring and and all that stuff. So um, she wears her subordinates. I actually thought that Bishamon was one of the weakest parts of the show because other than the fact that her regalia, one of her regalia sort of helps out with um, the climax at episode 9, she doesn't have much of a purpose in the anime, I don't think. I mean, she was she just kind of showed up to antagonize Yato and then her story arc was never really... It never got wrapped up or, or even really touched on after that so I mean like you know I guess if that's another reason why I'd like to see more is to see kind of the conclusion to that or, or an actual confrontation between Yato and Bishamon yeah I I mean there was a lot of stuff the 
that that wasn't completed. The Hiyoti's spirit leaving her body wasn't completed. And I just think that this anime certainly has the opportunity to have a sequel. The um back to the animation though, I, I thought Bones did a good job making sure that the animation was pretty consistent throughout the series. I didn't really notice at any point that there was a drop in the frame rate or suddenly the characters start, looked like crap, you know. There was no like attack on Titan level bullshit happening where we were just gonna still <laughs> still image an entire episode. It was they they did a nice job of maintaining their budgets and making sure that they had enough uh you know, enough manpower to make sure everything was consistent throughout. I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, there were no slideshow episodes. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd also say that the the anime designs and just overall art direction is, in my opinion, a marked improvement over the uh, the manga because the manga doesn't look too great. I haven't read the manga, but um, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that that's, that that it's an improvement. Um, I like the action. Um, I like uh, I like the sword fighting type of stuff. I particularly like the end of it. I th- I think the people that like samurai style sword fighting will probably like the the, the approach to combat that that Noragami takes. It's mostly swords and uh, there's a little guns. Um, Bishamon uses like uses a pistol, but other than that, it's mostly like spears and gun swords. So there's like a lot of I don't know like Rurouni Kenshin fighting type shit going on. Um, the Yato. Just and, in modern day Japan with, uh, you know, superpowers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there wasn't too much, like, magic going on. I mean, they have You're magical right. barriers that they use, but despite being gods of different backgrounds, they're not, like, throwing, like, magic. They're just straight up fighting with swords. It's pretty cool. And, uh... Oh, no, I liked, I liked Noragami. I thought it was good. I mean, around episode, like, six, I didn't like it so much. But it really put remind it, me again what that was. It was just they weren't doing much of anything other than having uh, Yato run around doing his bullshit odd jobs where he gets five yen and then does something unimportant. It was it was really like episode eight and nine when they started to uh, show the problems that Yukine and Yato's relationship was having when they fixed that up. And at that point, I started to buy in big time. I uh, I jumped on. I uh, climbed back in the boat. <laughs> so. I just wasn't really interested with the. It seemed very unimportant at the uh, at, at the start. You know, it's mostly Yato killing a giant neon-looking toad, or cleaning someone's doghouse, you know, or helping some guy, you know, not commit suicide. You know, a lot of just little odd jobs that I, that didn't feel like they were building towards anything. But I was, they kind of snuck the whole conflict in there nicely with uh, yeah. with, with Yukine and. I liked how they did that. So, it's it's actually funny because I I kind of um we talked before doing this podcast and I predicted that Yukine would be your least favorite character. And and um, that that's that was mainly because he um he's kind of whiny you know uh, just a little bit. Um, but like like I said, like he you know he really grew on me after that uh that big climax there at the end and and I felt like all the uh all the kind of conflict that he'd had up to that point was was worth it. Actually, I actually I was watching the the ninth episode and at the beginning of the episode when they're talking about you know, they want Yukine to sort of stay put. I'm trying not to reveal the spoilers and I was just like, I don't really like Yukine. 
so why why would I give a shit about any of this? But then when they got deeper into the episode, I started to come around on him. I mean, but probably my least favorite character was Bishamon. She was she was awful. And you oh, really? and and well, yeah. she had no purpose in the show really other than to be titties and to have a couple action scenes. <laughs> Maybe if there's a sequel she'll be an important character, but for now I didn't really think so. Um Anyway, I thought that Noragami would be a good show to recommend to people that like action and a bit of comedy. And there's enough of both, I think, to keep to keep fans of, of each of those genres in, interested. Um, it is a supernatural anime. There's a lot of gods and spirits and stuff like that. So if you are not a fan of that type of anime, then maybe you might not like the show so much. But uh, I thought Noragami was one of the better shows of, of the winter season. So I really liked it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And um, I'm going to give the anime mm, four sweaty palms out of five. thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'd, um, I'd, I'm also going to give it four. Uh, let's go with four underwear regalia out of five. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's the, uh, that's, the, that's the job you don't want to have. Yeah. That would be the worst. Um, yeah, it was a good show. I recommend it to I'm people. I'm not judge. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a short show, a quick watch, 12 episodes, and um, I hope there's a season, a sequel season. I don't think that they've announced it yet again, but I certainly could see it happening. You know, Bones is a pretty prolific studio. They, Like you said, they don't make, they don't make sequels to their shows all that often, but... They left this one open enough that maybe there'll be more. Otherwise, people would just have to go read the read the serialized manga, and uh, get the rest of the anime story from there. So, yeah, pretty good. Excellent. I don't know. What, I'm not sure what we're doing next week. I think we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to start doing our impressions of the of the spring season. I'm actually pretty happy with the spring season so far. I think that between the three of the hosts, I definitely picked the best the best shows. I know that uh, I was listening to you guys talk on Anivision about the sumo anime, Aburenbo Kishi. Yes. And you guys hated the shit out of that anime, and uh, <laughs> Chiaki picked that one. So, That's one of mine. Uh, so have fun with that. I want to hear that review when it's done. <laughs> if it gets passed. Well, she'll probably end up tearing it a new, a new one and fail it, fail it miserably at the impression stage. Oh, okay, okay. And we won't even get around to reviewing it, but for but for ten minutes there will be a lot of uh, hatred flying around. Maybe what, maybe <laughs> I'll love it. Maybe you'll love it. I, that's <laughs> a long shot. Yeah, that's <laughs> a long shot. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's a pretty good season. I think tonight the new episode of Sidonia no Kishi comes out, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of that and uh, more JoJo because JoJo is all that matters. <laughs> oh, jo- JoJo is so fabulous. I've uh I've already totally bought into the new JoJo even after just two episodes. He's uh he's pretty freaking cool and simply had to buy that figure that I bought uh, in Akihabara, which I haven't brought out onto the podcast table to show people, but um when uh when I get back to the United States and set up a new studio, I will bring the figures back out. So Anyway, do you want to you want to mention your website one more time, Amuro, before we sign off and let you uh go to bed? Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 pretty late over here. Almost uh, 
well, it's a little past 11 uh, on my on my part of the world. So uh, Anivision.org is the place to be. That's uh, where you can find the old podcast episodes and such. And like I said, you know, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, if, especially on Twitter if you want to see uh, me and Steve argue about uh, stupid things. So uh, definitely check us out. Great. And I, uh, I will be certainly be listening. So um, next thing you guys want to talk about football, that's okay with me. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. I'm gonna have to leave that one to to Steve and Jero. And uh, okay, so this was the 223rd episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. You can find us at our website www.aaapodcast.com. Please don't forget to go listen to our theme song and let us know if you like it or not, because we Be will honest. we will really use this podcast like on a weekly basis if if the result of the poll is that most of you like it. We're also on iTunes, so go subscribe there so you can get us every week. And on Facebook and and Twitter, where you can get live pictures from the uh, from our adventures in Japan. And of course, as we are every week, live on Ustream.tv, Saturday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank everybody that joined us in the chat. You guys were pretty talkative today. The, uh, sort of filtered in gradually, but we got, a lot, got some of the... Uh, the the usual loyal uh, followers in there, so I was happy to see you guys again. And the uh, the theme song taking you out tonight is from another sports anime that is not about sumo. The song is Baby Steps from the anime Baby Steps by the artist Shota Horie. Take care, everyone. We'll soon see you guys next week, so until then, bye-bye. <laughs>